Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. I have a ton of updates to share about Donald Trump's coup clown. So first, the D.C. bar has filed disciplinary charges against three more attorneys who assisted Sidney Powell in those 2020 election lawsuits that were completely bogus. Attorneys Julie Haller, Lawrence Joseph and Brandon Johnson are now facing discipline, possibly even disbarment, because they're accused of making knowingly false representations to the courts. Julie Haller was involved in the so-called Kraken lawsuits uh, that were instigated by Sidney Powell, the Kraken lady. She later represented some of the January 6th defendants as well, and now she's working for an organization founded by vile bigot Stephen Miller. So tells you everything you need to know about her. Brandon Johnson also took part in some of the failed Kraken lawsuits, and Lawrence Joseph was directly involved in a lawsuit against then-Vice President Mike Pence to try to force him to overturn the election for Trump. He's also currently representing Sidney Powell in the defamation lawsuit brought by Dominion Voting System. So if this doesn't work out for him, she might be needing a new attorney. A D.C. Bar Committee will be hearing the charges against these three lawyers, and then they will decide what, if any, punishment they should receive. So I will definitely let you know what happens with that. Next is news about Trump's former trade advisor, Peter Navarro. As you all know, Navarro was found guilty of two counts of contempt of Congress because he stonewalled the January 6th Select Committee. He refused to appear, refused to provide documents to them, even though they sent him a subpoena. So Navarro asked for a new trial, and last week that request was denied. So Navarro is scheduled to be sentenced this week on January 25th, and each of his two convictions carries a maximum of one year in prison. But in their sentencing memo to the court, the prosecutor is asking for only six months in prison. I would take it, right? I mean, it would just be nice to finally see someone behind bars for protecting the apricot antichrist. So I will definitely let you all know how that shakes out. And then another person who's facing a potential prison term for Trump is Tina Peters. She, as you probably know, is the former Colorado elections clerk. She was accused of facilitating the breach of voting equipment after the 2020 election. Well, Peter's trial is coming up in less than a month. It starts February 9th. Her supporters are now getting a little desperate. They're trying to help her <laughs> with something that I'm pretty sure I can say with 100% accuracy is going to fail. <laughs> They're hosting prayer calls for her. I'm not joking. What you see here on your screen is the flyer that they've been circulating. So for those listening to the podcast, the flyer has a photo of Peters. There's various details about her trial. And it asks her supporters to join in for 10-minute prayer calls Monday through Friday for two months. <laughs> 10 for Tina is what they're calling it. You cannot make this shit up. I, I mean, these are the same type of people, though, who try to pray away the gay. So why not pray away the felony? <laughs> I'll let you know if it works. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> Next up is news about various Georgia RICO defendants. Um, in addition to his Georgia charges, attorney Jeffrey Clark is also facing disbarment for his part in Trump's alleged attempted coup. 
Well, now Trump is trying to throw himself into the mix and throw a monkey wrench into the whole thing. Trump is now asserting executive privilege over his conversations with Clark. So this would mean Clark can't share any details about any communication with Trump in their effort to overturn the election. It could mean that. And it, it would also prevent the D.C. bar from calling other Trump administration officials as witnesses. So people like White House counsel, Pat Philbin, Pat Cipollone, um, his former acting attorney general, Jeffrey Rosen, people like that who testified already before the January 6th Select Committee. So the disciplinary committee is going to hold a hearing in February, and then they'll decide if they're going to accept Trump's privilege claim. If they refuse to accept it, they're going to have to take this matter to court, and that means it's going to delay Clark's disciplinary proceedings for months. It was scheduled to begin March 26, so I'll keep an eye on that for you. In regard to Clark's Georgia case, he and Trump were each trying to obtain documents related to communications between District Attorney Fonnie Willis and the January 6th Select Committee. This is the new big conspiracy theory that's out there. Oh, the Select Committee told them what to do, and Joe Biden is pulling the strings as if, you know, one has anything to do with the other. Uh, getting information, getting access to evidence from a select committee that investigated the same thing you're investigating is not really strange. It's pretty normal. <laughs> um, but anyway, that request was rejected by the judge because he said, quote, the items demanded do not exist. So sounds like they fell for yet another conspiracy theory about a non-existent issue. Uh, Trump's other Georgia co-defendant and attorney, or at least for now, John Eastman, he's begging for donations for his legal defense fund. Eastman says that his legal fees will be somewhere between three and three and a half million dollars when all is said and done. So far, he's raised over $600,000 on Give, Send, Go, but he has other fundraising pages up where he doesn't show how much he's received. Um, he's also been speaking at live events to raise money, and he is still pushing his BS election fraud claims. So I cannot wait for these people to go to prison. Speaking of which, on Friday of last week, a bankruptcy judge gave Rudy Giuliani limited permission to try to overturn the $148 million verdict in the defamation lawsuit that was brought by election workers Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss. So the judge said that Giuliani can try to secure a new trial, but he's not going to allow him to go for a full appeal of the verdict. I don't really understand, you know, why one would be any different from the other, but you know, maybe attorneys that are watching and listening can let me know in the comments section. Um, however, the judge told Giuliani that he would have to tell the court who's paying his legal bills first. So before he will allow this, Giuliani has to say, or show him, I guess, who is footing the bill for all of this. So Giuliani's attorney is claiming that third-party legal defense funds have been covering his legal bills so far, and he promised that by next week he's going to provide the court with more details. We'll see where that goes. Um, in regard to the Georgia RICO case and the allegations against the district attorney, Fannie Willis, the judge scheduled a hearing for March, or excuse me, February 15th. 
So the judge will hear from Willis regarding her alleged romantic relationship with the lead prosecutor in the RICO case. It's a man named Nathan Wade. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution is reporting that credit card statements that they've verified, they've seen, they show that Wade paid for several trips in 2022 and 2023, and this was after Willis hired him to work on the case. Now, these records were revealed in a court filing filed by Wade's ex-wife, soon-to-be ex-wife, I guess. This was regarding their divorce proceeding. His wife's name is Jocelyn, or Joycelyn, I think is how you pronounce it. It's spelled Joyce and then Lynn. So, um, And it shows that in these divorce proceedings that Wade was traveling with Willis and that they traveled to Aruba and Napa Valley and then that the two also allegedly took a Norwegian cruise. So Joycelyn Wade has issued a subpoena to Willis to have her testify in her divorce proceedings. Willis is trying to fight that. The judge has put that all on hold right now. And now Willis has shot back with a court filing. She's accusing Wade's ex-wife of obstructing and interfering with an ongoing criminal prosecution. Um, And Willis noted in her filing that Wade's marriage was already over because the wife, Joycelyn, allegedly had an affair with one of Wade's friends. So I don't know, you know, her attorney denies that, Joycelyn's attorney denies that. So we'll see where this soap opera ends and if it has any impact on the RICO case against Trump and his coup clowns. But, you know, as I've said before, this was a bad move by Willis. Absolutely, if they were carrying on an affair, no, she was wrong to do this, knowing this was such a huge case, knowing that this was going to be scrutinized so much, you know, she should have been thinking with her head instead of her hooch. Just going to say, I'm just saying, (laughs) just putting it out there. However, it does not invalidate any of the charges against Trump and the others. So about the only thing that might happen is, yes, if he was paying for things and he's being paid through, you know, public funds, if they can prove that was his only source of income at the time, that could be a problem for her because in her position, she is not allowed to accept gifts or anything in kind from other people, um, you know, from people that she's awarding contracts to especially. So that could be an issue for her. Probably would be best if she stepped down from the case and just let somebody else take it from here just to take that off the table. But do I think that this case is going to get kicked out of the courts and that the judge is going to say, oh, well, okay, you know, because she had an affair with her lead prosecutor and, you know, went on trips with him that could have been funded by public funds, you know, and and while and she gave him this contract to investigate. No, I don't think that it has anything to do with whether or not Trump and the others are guilty. And she had two other prosecutors and they were all paid the same amount. Anyway, I'll let you all know how that all shakes out. I will definitely let you know if I hear any more about the Ku Clowns. Thank you all so much for watching and listening. Please like this video, share it, become a subscriber, become a donor if you can, or leave a tip or a super thanks. Thank you all so much. Love you all. Take care. Talk with you soon.